Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Victory Church. Today, our worship service number 145, July 7th, 2019. Happy 4th of July weekend to everybody. And I know that some of you still can go and get some offers in the stores. Still good prices out there. Check it out. They are good prices there. All right, let's stand up. Let's pray. Let's give thanks to our Lord. Father, we worship you. We give you thanks for this beautiful day of life. We are alive, Lord. We are alive. And with it, we have the opportunity to be happy in your presence, to worship you, Lord, to sing songs to you. Receive these songs that we bring to you, Lord, with our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes I think What will people say of me When I'm only just a memory When I'm home where my soul belongs Was I love When no one else would show up Was I Jesus to the least of those Was my worship more than just a song I want to live like that and give it all I have so that everything I say and do points to you. If love is who I am, then this is where I'll stand. Recklessly Everything I say 
get ready to clap your hands. Some bright morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to that home on God's celestial shore. You're all I want 
Father, when we are facing the reality of many difficulties, the challenges that we see in front of us, Lord, in our daily life, Lord, 
we face those problems and we feel alone and we don't see how our life will end in a good way and we feel lost and confused sometimes we cry sometimes we don't even have the words to say to you Lord sometimes we are just speechless we just know deep in our hearts that you are in control that you are good that you are God that you are our father that we are not alone that we are not orphans in this world that you are our daddy who loves us and it's wonderful to see that Lord that you our father our heavenly father are here with us and it's fantastic to experience your presence here while we worship you Lord while we sing songs to you Lord to comfort our hearts during those moments Lord where your Holy Spirit comes down in this place whether it's a video an audio or in person we can sense your presence Lord God Almighty deep in our hearts and we thank you Lord for your mercies we thank you Lord that you are with us we are not alone and we can say Lord that to our soul you are not alone because we are not you are with us Lord and you will make a way that is your specialty Lord that's why you are God and we love you Lord thank you Lord that you are making a way in Jesus name we surrender to you Lord and we trust you entirely Lord whatever you have for us in the future we just thank you because you are good you're a good father and we know that we can trust you Lord in the name of Jesus thank you father receive our adoration Lord in the name of Jesus Lord we worship you this day with all of our hearts and we say to you Lord you are my king you are my Lord you are my sustainer you are the source of all solutions for my life in the name of Jesus Amen thank you Lord Amen my friend you watching or listening I would like to uh, send you this invitation feel free to send a text message with a contribution to Victory Church the phone number is 432-268-0007 or you can go to the website vchurch.us and look for the tab give online thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church we hope that you will enjoy it Thank you so much for the time that you are investing today here in Victory Church, our worship service number 145, July 7th, 2019. And for our viewers and listeners, we invite you to go to our website, vchurch.us, and if you look for the tab, bulletins, you can download the bulletin of the day. The message of today is my tribe. So, of course, some of you are thinking, well, we are not... Native Americans, <laughs> we are not Indians. What's the deal, my tribe? Well, 
You know, our families are our tribe. And it's important that we speak about family. We live in our families, with our families. At some point, we take off and then we start our adult life. But eventually, we have our families again. And eventually, they take off. And here we go. The cycle starts all over again. The scripture of today is based on Psalm 34, verse 14. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Stop doing anything evil and do good. Look for peace and do all you can to help people live peacefully. What is the big dream that we have every day is to have peace over all things, right? I just want to have a peaceful day. And we say that constantly. Maybe you agree with me that sometimes we say, I just want a little bit of peace and quiet. <laughs> because it's what we want. The purpose of a faith family is to have a life together. We know there are people that they don't want to have a life together. They like to live isolated. And some, some people, perhaps you are one of those you like to be by yourself. You don't like to be bothered by anybody. You want to be in your corner and uh, whatever. It, it's okay. But definitely that is not a family life. <laughs> it can't be. A family life is a life where we dwell under the same roof and we have connections. And sometimes we live close to one another and, and we experience celebrations in holidays, birthdays, in get-togethers. But what is what we want to have in each one of those encounters? Peace. Peace. Because if there is something that you will not tolerate in a get-together is the lack of peace. Chaos. People arguing. That's horrible. You know, I have lived that. I remember being in some get-togethers with family and friends and and then the fight started. That is awful. <laughs> you know, you see sometimes your own family members fighting one another, arguing. And that is terrible. But what could be more awful than that in, in our get-togethers is when that happens in our own home. Because that is really painful. And I don't know if you remember in one occasion having arguments in your home and fights with people in your house. But I remember that. And let me tell you, that is not nice. What we need is to have a mutual understanding. Basically, what we need to do, my friends, is to, to have conversations with our family members and discuss the issues, why we have problems. What is the reason why we are so troubled in our home, in our families? And you know what I have discovered? Something so funny. The majority of the time, when there are issues in our homes, the reason is because there is someone that is not doing his job. That's the reason why there are troubles. And you know what else? I have found also that there are occasions when the problem is that someone is probably going to work making some money, but doesn't want to make a contribution to the household expenses. How funny is that? Some of these people, they just think that the electricity is there by a miracle or it's magic, right? 
They just go to the refrigerator, open the refrigerator, they grab the food, they open the, the shower, they start the shower, they had a shower, and there is all kind of good stuff in the house, and it's just there <laughs> without thinking. Somebody is paying for those things. Most of the problems that we experience in our families, friends, is because someone is not doing his job and someone doesn't want to make a contribution to the expenses. But I want you to go with me today in beautiful, beautiful passages of the scripture. Luke chapter 14, 28 and 29 and 30 has a wonderful parable that Lord Jesus told. He says, if you wanted to build a building, you will first sit down and decide how much it will cost. You must see if you have enough money to finish the job. But if you don't, if you don't do that, you might begin to the work but you will not be able to finish. And if you could not finish it, everyone will laugh at you. They would say, this man began to build, but he was not able to finish. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. When there is not enough money to pay the bills, and then suddenly we don't have a internet in the house or telephone, and the people ask, why is that? And then the joke is because of excess of payment. <laughs> we know the truth is there is no payment. <laughs> and what about the electricity? Families that do not have electricity in their homes and sometimes they don't have food. It's embarrassing. The lack of money is horrible. I don't know if you like the idea of not having money. Do you enjoy that? My friend, let me ask you this question. Do you like not having money? Let me tell you that, li that life without money is a disaster. It's just a disaster. You don't have money to buy food. You don't have money to buy the prescriptions, medicines. It's miserable. You are longing to eat a little special thing, and you don't have the money to go to the store to buy that little thing. Even if it's a simple piece of bread that you like, like I did just yesterday. <laughs> and I enjoy that bread from that particular store. But sometimes, imagine when people don't have enough money to buy whatever they like. It's, it's a torment. And what about the conflicts in the house? Because it's the never-ending story, right? There is no enough this. There is no enough that. Our families need to understand that money is essential in the way that we operate. Read with me Proverbs 21, 20. Wise people save the nice things they have. Fools use up everything as soon as they get it. And by then, just by looking at that, you can make a self-definition of yourself, if you are wise or, or you are, are a fool. Do you know some people, they receive their paycheck and the very next day, they are broke again. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that? It is so sad. They receive the money and they poof, disappeared. And it's not because they are being responsible, paying bills. No, unfortunately, sometimes poor decisions, bad priorities. They go to restaurants to spend their money in a crazy way without thinking about the rest of the responsibilities they have. 
One of the keys in our administration, financial administration in our homes and everywhere else is to have a budget. So my friend, if you do not have a budget, it's like you are walking blinded. You cannot walk without seeing what's ahead of you. Imagine someone, someone driving that way, totally blind, accidents. The same thing happens with your financial life. You have to have a budget. And then you need to establish what is the minimum income. And that income must be constant. Because with that minimum income, you know that you can pay the basic things in your families, expenses, household, etc. Proverbs 12, 11. Farmers who work their land have plenty of food, but those who waste their time on worthless projects are foolish. <laughs> I have accomplished many things in my life. Thanks to the good Lord, I had great example with my parents, hardworking people, great mentors in my life, that they told me, that I needed to, to do something with my hands, to utilize my time in a very productive way. And I did. Praise God, I could do that and pay my education. Since I was 19, 17, I started to work. And then I went to a very expensive university and I slept four hours a day because I had a full-time job and then a full-time student. And it was difficult. But as a result of that, I could get a better job. And that was my life, just being busy. I accomplished great things in my life. But I can tell you that I failed in a few occasions as well. I made investments and I lost money. I did. I know what is to fail. I know what is to lose, and not $10, <laughs> thousands. I know what is to invest in a business and work as hard as I could, and suddenly, boom, there is no fruit. Actually, you lose it all. I know what is that. But one thing I can say to everybody, and you know what is that? At least I tried because there are many people, like it says here, they just waste their time on worthless projects. They are just imagining things. They never put anything to work. It's just dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 declares a wonderful principle in our finances. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first part of your harvest. Then your barns will be full of grain and your barrels will be overflowing with wine. It's a wonderful principle, and all of us that practice that principle, giving to the Lord the first part of our harvest, we know what is to have abundance. We know that because the Lord is faithful, and that is a wonderful principle to practice. Everyone has goals. In our families, what is probably the most important goal? Well, to have a home. 
correct? We want to have uh, a vacation. Some people like to go on a vacation uh, once a year, <laughs> even for two or three days, it doesn't matter. Other people like to go for one week, two weeks. You know, depending on your budget and your ability to make money, you can have vacations more and more. And also, what about Christmas, guys? Don't you love that in Christmas you can give a present to the ones that you love? But how horrible it is to being so close to Christmas or birthday celebrations and you have no money to give one simple present to anybody. That is just sad. And sometimes we go to the Christmas parties with everyone in the family and they are ex exchanging the presents and we are just feeling awful because we don't have anything to give. What about our retirement? Eventually we will retire. Eventually we will stop working and then, then what? How are we going to take care of ourselves? And of course, when we make enough money, we can invest in different things. By the way, speaking about celebrations and holidays, I want you to know that in 171 days will be Christmas. Only 24 weeks for Christmas. So you have time to start saving to get your presents for Christmas. Luke 16, 10. It says, whoever can be trusted with the small things can, be, can also be trusted with big, big things. Whoever is dishonest in little things will be dishonest in big things too. You know, some people think, the problem is I have such a, such a little income. The problem is I don't have many resources. I don't have enough education. I just make a little money. I'm trying to survive can you get it? Some people say that, correct? And of course, we get it. I have been there. I know what is that. But this scripture talks about the ability to become a good administrator. Because when you know what to do with little things, you learn how to take good care of little things. Let me tell you simple things like food in your home. How much money is being wasted because people do not know how to cook or how to take good care of food and it's just going to waste all the time. What about clothing, vehicles, equipment? And the thing is that culture that you have when you are a good administrator, you will transpose that culture to your workplace and in your workplace you will apply the same principles is installed in yourself. Your co-workers, everyone that work with you, you, they notice that you like to save money, that you are smart in utilizing the resources. You see? And then is when we see the principle working because the Lord is going to take you to a better place when they see you, that you take good care of things, that you are a good administrator and vice versa. For those who are a disaster administrating little things, people will say, oh, oh no, I'm not going to let you use my car. Just look how you have your car. What? Do you want to use my computer? Just look at your phone. The screen is all 
destroyed. This computer is an expensive computer. What are you talking about? It's a principle. So you better start taking good care of little things. And then you will see how the Lord will bless you. But the truth is we need to learn to get along with one another in our homes. What is what we want, guys? We want to have peace in our homes. We want to have peace in our families. We want to experience moments of happiness. And we already discussed this, that we need to have mutual understanding, mutual agreement. Now, here is the problem. There is someone that usually is the responsible one in the house and notices everything. That person is the person paying for everything. And the rest, what is what they say? Oh, he's so, uh, all the time so grouchy. She is always upset. She complains for everything. He complains for all kind of stuff. The lights are on. The faucet is open. There is too much expense in this and that. You know, and that is the responsible one in the house. That is the one that is taking care of all the expenses. And that person is the one that is telling the rest, please, can you close the door, the air conditioning, please? Just keep it closed. If you go out, close the door, please, etc. Do we agree on this? There is always one person leading, the one that is responsible, telling the rest. And then this person asks in a nice way to the rest, I would like you to do me a favor. There is a big watermelon there. I want you to cut it. I want you to put it in pieces and part of it, leave it there ready. You can have it today for a snack. And the rest put it in the refrigerator, please. But the others don't listen. This person leaves the house. How much it costs a watermelon? Not much. The person leaves, comes back in the evening, and here is the surprise. First of all, as soon as enters to the house, the mess, shoes everywhere, the kitchen, the sink, right? Takes a look of the bedroom, and the bed is still not made. Everything is a disaster. And of course, the watermelon sometimes is still there, but then you see the bags of fast food that they went to get, but they didn't want it to cut the watermelon because it's too much what? Work. Work. That is the problem that we have in our families. The problem is some people don't like to work. You know, it's understandable sometimes that are ones that are sick, they, they have illnesses. Imagine those who have mental problems. You cannot expect those people, part of the family with mental problems to make good money and come and make a contribution and all those things. Or what about those who can't move? We understand that. The issue is not against people that cannot work like the rest. The issue is attitude. Because if you are sick, if for any reason you cannot make a contribution to your house like the rest, at least you could have a good attitude. 
But what is the problem? The problem is those that are acting that way. When everybody else that went to work and they are coming back in the evening exhausted, the first thing that they hear from this person is, I have a headache. This hurts. I had a horrible day. What if this person will say, I'm glad that you are back home. Can I get you a glass of water? But you don't see that. They don't do that, unfortunately. And if you are one of those individuals, I, I would like to encourage you, change your way of acting. You are thinking, I thought that this was church. I thought that you will talk about God. I thought that you will tell me wonderful promises and the great things in heaven. But look what you are doing, man. I don't like you. Of course you don't like me. Because you have this wrong idea that God and the promises of the Bible and the Christian life is just doing nothing. That is just there. That is just a fantasy. God works all the time. He provides for us everything. The sun, the rain, life, salvation. As we talk, the Lord Jesus is preparing our homes in eternity. He is now in the building business, in the construction business, preparing our homes. But those individuals that do not like to work and help in the house, you need to change, my friend. That's just not right. You better change and show consideration to those who are working and paying for those things in the house. And the same thing applies to churches. Don't you think? Same thing happens in a church. Churches need to pay electric bills, air conditioning bills, and everything else. But what do you think? Is this just a magic thing? <laughs> no. Everyone needs to work and make a contribution. That is the way, the way to get along. Some people say, well, I thought that if you are a Christian, you are going to be loving and forgiving and compassionate, and you will not tell me these kind of things. <laughs> You, you just want to see one side of the situation. But each situation has two sides, my friend. Peace, mutual understanding. And also, everyone works and makes a contribution. That will bring peace into your home. Proverbs 13.22, section A. Listen to this. It is good to have something to pass down to your grandchildren. How wonderful it is that after the pain and sufferings and tears of saying goodbye to our parents and grandparents, eventually there is a will, and boom, there is an inheritance there. Even if it's just something little, and you treasure that thing, it could be a pen, it could be a watch. It could be a shirt, a sweater. Something that your grandparents, your parents gave you. That is a blessing. 
Have you received anything from your grandparents or your parents? How do you feel about it? How do you feel if you didn't get anything? So now the question goes back to you. What are you doing? Preparing yourself for your children and grandchildren. What are you doing? Or you are going to, to be irresponsible, not even taking care of the funeral expenses, the burial? That's not right. And you just think, well, whatever. I don't have children. I don't care. <laughs> That's just not right. It's a good thing to have something to pass down to our grandchildren. And other people ignore this wonderful passage of the scripture. Look at this promise. Proverbs 19, 17. It's just beautiful. Listen to this. It says, giving help to the poor is like loaning money to the Lord. He will pay you back for your kindness. It's like loaning money to the Lord, helping the poor. But the problem is this. How would you help the poor if you are broke? <laughs> poor people, they don't have anything. What about you? Well, I, I'm barely making it, Gian. Please don't push me. I'm not pushing you. I'm just stating a fact here. You are missing Big promises because you are not thinking of becoming productive, efficient, and generous. Be generous with the Lord. Be faithful to the Lord. Think of your family and think of the poor as well. Then is when this scripture becomes true. Stop doing anything evil and do good. Look for peace. And do all you can to help people live peacefully. What is what we need to look for, friends? Reconciliation. But that reconciliation comes with two variables that you need to take seriously into consideration. One is respect. When you are looking for reconciliation with your relatives, remember you need to show respect. But at the same time, people need to learn to respect you. Reconciling with others doesn't mean that you will show them respect and they are going to be disrespectful to you and you will just take it. No. Reconciliation comes with respect, but goes both ways. And the same thing is with boundaries. You set your boundaries. And you respect other people's boundaries. That is a way to have a good relationship with anybody. How would you feel if you are respectful and nice to people, but they are disrespectful to you? And they are only to you. How would you feel? Oh, I like it, yeah. It's, it's a, such a great feeling. No, you won't. You want to respect people, but you expect people to respect you. You define your boundaries. But at the same time, you need to respect people's boundaries. Goes both ways. And in our families, is that way. Maybe today you are thinking, I wish that I could restart my life. 
I wish that I would hear this way back when I was young. Maybe you are thinking that way. But I want you to know there is always hope in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What I would like is to invite you to make peace with the good Lord and restart your life again. What if you join me in this prayer? Say with me, dear God, I don't know even where to start in my prayer. Mainly it's because I feel so bad about my family. Memories about my childhood, memories about my teenager days, memories about my first family, memories about my kids when they were little, memories about my old folks. Lord, I feel bad thinking of my poor decisions that affected my family and innocent people that I hurt. I know that you are forgiving. I come to you precisely to ask you, please forgive me, Lord. Help me to change and please guide me to be responsible. In the name of Jesus, I pray, my God. Amen. I love you, Lord. Friend, it's in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ where we all receive the forgiveness. We need to focus on the future. And like we all say in the church here every Sunday, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. I'm so glad that you are here today in the church, my friends. And receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the Lord guide you and keep you. See you next Sunday. Enjoy your weekend. Ciao. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served. I know, I know, I know, I know. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.